1: Sports Final community, we are back with our regular segment where we speak to
0: great people from the world of sport. And today, it is no difference. I have
1: Mr. John Beam from Laney College. John, how are you, sir? I am doing fine, thank you. I'm fired up to be on the podcast. I'm fired up to share whatever knowledge I have for those many people who would like it and value it.
0: And I'm fired up to have you on, sir. Um, John, before we get into your, you know, the current nitty-gritty day-to-day activities, let, let, let's go back in time. Who was John as a young man at school?
1: I was a guy that gregarious personality that knew everybody. You know, I was friends with everybody. I still, to this day, one of my best friends since we've been friends since second grade, I still talk to him at least once a month. He's in Atlanta. Um I knew everybody. I blended well with all different races and cultures. And so, yeah, I just kind of was able to shift back and forth throughout my time in school.
0: Very, very well. So as a uh, student growing up, what was your favorite sport? Uh,
1: what did you spend, spend the most time doing? I grew up in an era when you played all the sports, right? So my first organized sport was baseball and then I played Pop Warner football and basketball, and then I actually played soccer for a while, but I grew up at the beach, so I was a body surfer, a little bit of surfing, you know, so I've always been around anything outdoors, right, we actually played hockey, um, not ice hockey, but street hockey, Um, we had neighbors up the street that had five boys off, they were, you know, the mom and dad were raised in Canada, so they were great hockey fans, I remember going to the San Diego goals games, right? The little minor league uh, soccer, or excuse me, uh, hockey. So yeah, I played it all, it was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it, I rode motorcycles, dirt bikes, you know, a little of everything.
0: Very nice, um, as, a, as an AD athletic director, you know, we're, we're students and people from the outside are always interested to, to hear about the day-to-day. What does John's day to day look like? I mean, what does it entail? What 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 does it involve?
1: Now we're we talking now. Now, COVID of course, or pre-COVID,
0: <laughs> um, both actually, because I, I, I would imagine different.
1: They're a little different yeah. now, obviously. So I get up in the morning. Every day I start, my wife and I start with a walk. We do a three mile walk. So that just kind of clears, clears, gets me up and moving, gets us to rebalance ourselves and get moving. And then I, first thing I do is I open up my iPad and I usually got somewhere between 50 and 100 emails I need to deal with. Wow. Um, with COVID, most of them are going to be, I'm going to be on a bunch of different meetings because I represent different entities at our college. I'll be on, college, you know, uh, Zooms about COVID and protocols. I'll be on a league-wide for my other sports. Uh, When I say other, other than football, I'll be meeting with them on COVID, and then I'll do something with football, the state organization, or to talk about COVID and things of that nature. Once I finish with that, then I'm looking at any things that need to happen as far as making sure coaches get paid, making sure their stipends, making sure they're doing what they need to do or they're supported in what they need to do. Then I go and start looking at facilities, what's happening with facilities, Um, new facilities that that we need to bring in, facilities that need to be repaired, what's going on. And then I'm looking at eligibility, new eligibility rules because of COVID, right? What are they going to mean to everybody, right? Um, And then the last part is that I'm going to work on recruiting. How am I getting our student athletes to the next level? What's that going to be? And then it's lunchtime right, which is a a piece of string cheese, some almonds and blueberries and an apple. And then we start now with my actual football team. I'll be Zooming with them and checking on them, how they're doing in class, what do we need to do? Once I finish with them, then I'm gonna meet with the academic support people on our campus, right? What are we doing to support our student athletes while we're on COVID, while we're out and about? Then I'm gonna look at, now I'm gonna start looking at new training ideas. What are we doing training wise? Two days a week, I'll actually go on campus and meet with my football team for conditioning. Then I'll come back home. And now I'm looking at how are we helping them, our student athletes with financial aid, food insecurities, housing insecurities. And then it's dinner time basically. And then I'm going back and all during that time, As I'm meeting and talking, I'm learning how to multitask because I'm reading emails and answering text messages and try to get phone calls. And sometimes I'm actually on two or three Zooms at once. So I have, you know, one time I actually had to go to work in my office so I could have my desktop up and running and three iPads going at the same time. So I can, you know, manipulate all the different things that were happening. Wow. Phenomenal. Insane. Um, Coach, how how is...
0: The uh, your methods as a football coach changed du- during COVID. I mean, um, I know other than Zoom, how have you been able to manage these kids and keeping them away from getting COVID? Because right now it's everywhere.
1: Well, I think coaching-wise, it's tough. My, my style is hands-on, rapport, yeah. talking, joking, hugging, yeah. cajoling. Whatever that's hard to do on Zoom, you know what I mean, or phone calls, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the to keep people safe, my my number one thing is to keep them safe and their families safe. So I'm looking I'm looking at ways to you know mitigate what's going on. So if they have food issues, right, we're trying to find free food for them. You know, when I say free food, meaning free food banks or community bank outreach things like that. With jobs, guys need jobs, so we're helping them find jobs. Um, I'm, you know, I'm uh, networking with my resources, my colleagues out there, the people I've grown up with for 40 years of coaching that have ex players that can help, you know, give folks jobs. Next, what I'm doing is making sure they have the technology that they need, whether it's an iPad, uh, my father, a laptop, a hotspot, things of that nature. And so, you know, again, and then I'm just trying to make sure that when we, when we talk to them about COVID, we, we give them a little quiz, we tell them about the protocols right washing your hands having a mask six feet apart trying to get them to understand that and it's hard for young people right when you're an 18 19 20 year old 21 year old you believe you're invincible right (laughs) that nothing is destructive this is not going to affect you and I try to explain to them is that okay you're right nothing's going to affect you but if you do get COVID you take it home as an asymptomatic person and you're going to take it home to your granny your auntie, your uncle, your dad, your mom, your cousin down the street, whatever, right? That's who you're protecting. They are vulnerable. You're right, you're not. So let's let's not worry about you then. If you don't want me to worry about you, I'm not, but let's worry about them. Are you worried about your granny? They say, yeah, coach, I'm very worried about my granny. Okay, this is why we wear a mask. This is why we stay six feet apart, right? This is why we wash our hands. Every time we go in or out of a building, right? Carry hand sanitizer with you, get a wipe. But I said, the easiest thing is just use soap and water. It's easy. It's effective. Right. And so, you know, those are the things that we're trying to make a turn into habits. Right. Things that they do automatically all the time.
0: There you go. Makes a lot of sense. Um, You've been in the world of college and college sports for many, many years now. What what would you say have been the biggest changes uh, over, over the years?
1: I think when you look at it, it's technology, right? It's social media. It's instant feedback, good or bad, right? Yeah. I think there's so much of that. I think exposure, um, you know, I mean, when I'm on Netflix and I'm doing what I do every day for 40 years, I don't think nothing of it. But I, but it turns out 18 million people watch it and are, are intrigued by it for whatever reasons, right? Even in Melbourne, Australia, right? You're going to reach out to me. Absolutely. And so you know, to think that that has that much uh, reach, that what you do has that much reach, right? You think you're doing it in isolation or in a silo, right? But really it's not, it's way more that's happening. So I think that's number one. I think number two for me in some ways is that, again, because of, I don't know, media, whatever, people have so much uh, time to look at things. I think people question coaches a lot sometimes, right? everybody's a coach now every parent every neighbor everybody right so they know all the best things and and it's fine you listen to it but you know it's kind of interesting right could you see all these parents going into the dentist's office telling the dentist that they're not putting the braces on right or you know you're not filling that cavity correctly exactly you know they wouldn't you know but they feel they can do that you know as a coach you know i have a i have a degree i have a master's degree you know what i'm saying I go to a lot of seminars. I go to a lot of clinics. I go to a lot of things to make sure that I stay on top of my craft. And so, you know, and I do that, but I understand now for a parent, if you want to talk to me about your son or daughter, I have no problem with it as long as you're asking about their well-being. But as soon as you start asking about, you know, playing time or strategy or, you know, whatever, then I don't have time for that. Right. When, you know, when you've done as long as I have, then we'll talk, but But as far as well-being if you want to give me some insight to what's going on that would be awesome right if you see you know behavior that's at home that's not consistent let me know because then i can i want to work on that i always want to work on helping young people become better healthier right and so that's those are behaviors those those things that are going on i need to know that so i can see what's happening right to get a better feel
0: yeah, unfortunately nowadays you have uh, the internet's really given people this um, idea that they can easily become experts through YouTube videos and reading articles and so on and so on. It's it's a real issue across the board, not only in um, in, in college coaching or sport, or even now people are doubting medicines, people are doubting doctors, people are doubting you know the whole. Shenanigans, as as they call them, so it is it is a it's definitely a, a real issue. The one thing I'd um, i I'd, I'd like to ask you about is the actual students themselves, uh, the athletes that participate in in your program. Right now, uh, many coaching tips, advices, as you said, are really accessible. Ha,
1: ha, have you seen it's impacted these these kids at all? Yeah, I think it does, right? Because good habits are out there. You can see, right? For instance, there are guys out there that are NFL players. That you know, one of the things that everybody thinks about these NFL players, all oh, they, you know, they were just gifted athletes. No, they're gifted workers. They were athletic, no doubt, right? And you can see some of them put the work in, and you can see that. And I'm, I'm familiar, obviously, because of, of, of from the town is is Damian Lillard, right? The basketball player. And he's put some stuff on social media, like him working out. And it's just, you know, when you see the work that he puts in, there's a reason he's the best in his business, right? You know, that effort that he puts in, you know, the the grueling things that he goes through. He's doing boxing. He's doing, you know, it's on the treadmill going backwards, sidewards. You know, he's doing these heavy balls. He's doing all these different things that are outside of the normal realm to make himself even better um you see that you see a DeAndre Hopkins you know the, the best receiver maybe yeah. in the NFL doing things right and so you can see that and if you can pick up on that that's huge <laughs> and I say this kind of jokingly because <clears throat> during the pandemic when we were locked down and I couldn't get out and do things I caught myself watching youtube right i never really went there so i learned about you know how to grow an avocado from a pit you know or, <laughs> or, you know i built these garden boxes with my daughter like okay how are we going to make the soil better so there are a lot of instructional things out there and i think those are good right but those are those are self-improvement right and and i would love for a player or a, you know to say hey coach what do you think about these videos i'm looking at i said hey they're good, you know, they're, you know. These are good things for you to look at. But I also say, video yourself so you can see yourself, right, and see what effort you put in your work, right. Then if you can look at it, you go, wait a minute, I don't look like I'm working as hard as this guy, exactly, right. So you can do some comparison, right. We don't see ourselves um, enough, right. We we see what we our mind sees, but we don't actually see it. Um, I think that's important. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We're always looking at the uh, other, the the other side, as they say, that the grass is greener on the on the other side. Um, let's let's move into a, a hot topic that's uh, been brought up a lot this year and is expected to be um, a, a really foc- a key focus point next year. NIL name, image, likeness. Um, there's been a lot of talks about this being the next big best thing for for young kids it's going to change their lives they can make money so on and so on and so on but it can also work work the other way i mean it can it can have kids be off track get distracted with all the the money side of things so coach from from your from your perspective and what you've seen over time um, take us through how you think NIL will be great for these young ones and what potentially could be a few issues that might, might, might
1: arise. So number one is that I want to, you know, the, the NIL, when they look at it, it's for all athletes, student athletes, right? But is it really, right? Number one, who are the ones that are, it's going to be in, in college here in America, it'll be the football players, it'll be basketball players, right? a handful of swimmers, maybe, maybe a couple elite soccer players, a baseball player too. But when we look at the majority of them, they're gonna be young men and women of color, right? People that have been exploited their whole lives, right? And so for a change, they're gonna get the fruits of their quote labor, right? They're gonna to be to, to market themselves, right? They already have, the colleges have, the NCA has, we've been exploiting them for, when I say we, I mean, society has exploited them for years, you know? Every every time you go to a big football game or basketball game, like it, for us, it would be a bowl game out here, right? You go to a bowl game, they bring all the boosters, all the big donors come, right? And they have them sign footballs and we give them a signed football, we give them a signed jersey, right? And they write a check to the college, right? We exploit that. So why shouldn't that athlete be able to sign the football and get the money or the jersey? And I'm, not, I'm just being honest, right? Let's, let's look at it. We're looking at it at the community cause level. First of all, who's going to pay a community cause person? But all right, let's just assume they do. Last chance, you we had Dior Scott. Yeah. He's living in a car, for God's sake. That's not right. We have rules that say, I can't help him. I can't give him food. Okay. But now we're going to say he can't make money. Now, think about it. He's now pretty famous because of last chance, you. You don't think people want to help him? But he's now at University of Hawaii. He can't get that help. Why? Had nothing to do with University of Hawaii. It's what people want to help him feel for what he's gone through, his mental health struggles, right? And so that's what the problem is with this, right? Years ago, there was a receiver at Colorado named Jeremy Bloom. I'm pretty sure that was his name. And he was a a youth, as a young guy, a, uh, a big-time skier, and made money skiing. He had a skiing sponsorship, but he went to the University of Colorado and wanted to play receiver. Well, they told him he couldn't make keep his money from skiing. God's sake, what does skiing and football have in common? This guy had money coming in. Well, that was his that was what he was good at, besides football. He was a good football player, too. You know, that's wrong. If we go to any campus right now, are you in the tech business? What's what was your major? What what did you do in college?
0: Uh, marketing and management.
1: Okay, so marketing. So you're a marketing guy. And if you want to go out there, you can hustle, and make some money, can't you? As a when you were in college.
0: Yeah. Of and course. if you
1: and if and if you were in the uh, musician, right? You could go do side gigs, right? Yeah. And get money, right? Yeah. And if you're in computer science, if you built an app, you could sell it, make millions of money, right? Yeah. So why can't an athlete do the same thing? Why are we punishing them for being athletic? Why are we treating them differently? In essence, we're segregating them from the normal population, what the normal population can do on a campus. That's wrong, right? Especially when you look at what those athletes look like, right? They're black and brown. Come on now. That's wrong. We need to work on that. And this, to me, is a way to balance it, right? In a little ways, and so yes, they should be able to do that. Remember, you know what is that? You get your five minutes of fame or something like fifteen minutes of fame. Was well, an athlete your window of stardom, if you want to call that, is very minute. It's finite, right? Absolutely. You know, I tell people all the time, it's finite. So strike while you can, reap it. Now, what I would like us to do is take the nil and spend time on teaching people how to do financial literacy with that. What do you do with the money, right? Don't go buy some old Beats or some new Jordans, right? Or a car that you can't afford. Let's put it in the market. Let's, lear- let's, le- let's learn what a mutual fund is. Let's learn how the stock market works, right? Or maybe it's something that's just simple as real estate, simple real estate. Let's buy you know an apartment, right? Instead of paying rent, have someone pay rent to you. The point is tie we know that money's going to come in. So how are we preparing these students? Because we are, they are students. How are we going to help them? I saw someone put a post up the other day about something about how did learning about trigonometry or quadrilateral triangle work with trying to figure out how I'm going to do taxes this year with COVID. Right. And again, when we look at the the, the racial divide that's happening in this country we look at the separation of wealth right it goes back to education we need to be teaching people how to make wealth and hold on to wealth right and we're not doing that
0: there's the old famous saying make wealth money work sorry make money work for you not you work for it so That's exactly true right <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, it's you know, you you raised the valid point. We wouldn't have had Facebook if if Zuckerberg was was not able to make money during his college years and all these, all these platforms basically. So
1: Well, maybe we'd have been better off without Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, uh, you know, the, the a college player may be big in his college town in whatever sport and be able to mock, monopolize it, but never or monetize it. But we'll never be able to do that and never make it as a professional athlete, right? So yeah. why not allow them when they're there to make it make a name for themselves and also monetize it versus the college is monetizing it?
0: Yeah. The college c- communities are, are pretty big. So there's there's definitely a chance there for them to become popular and and famous in that in the in the, in that area. So yeah, I mean. It's, it's good that the conversation is, is being had now and uh, these things are developing and, and platforms like, like our own are out there and, and others to really, really, really help them. Um, moving forward, three pieces of advice that you would give to students on monetizing NIL or just NIL in general. And what, and what I'd like to like to hear from you is the potential, as they call them, issues. So not just the positive side of earning, so on. What could happen to you as a student? What are you vulnerable to? You know, Because there's always gonna be sharks, especially early on when something's ripe, it's new, There's gonna be sharks that are gonna appear and try and really, un- unfortunately, take advantage of these, these young students.
1: I think there's a number of things that you have to look at. Number one would be the financial literacy piece, right? If you yeah. are making money, what are you going to do with that, right? Yeah. How you going to do with it? That's number one, right? Yep. Number two is don't forget that. Well, as you're doing this, you still got to go to class every day, right? That's still got to be a priority, right? <laughs> so let's get let's let's you know we got to prioritize, put it down on a list. What do you, what are the things you want to do? The next thing is that I think for all of us have to worry about is that you know, you want to be able to monetize yourself, then you better monetize yourself on the field or the court or wherever, right? Because you're not, you know, they're not going to pay the, the last guy on the bench any money for his, his likeness, right? So you got to keep the grind going. But the, draw, the drawbacks that I see is that, that these, that we're going to see exploitation again, right? I want you to just think about this for a minute, right? I'm going to go recruit a student athlete, right? And I'm telling them, hey, you come to my school, you come to University, John Bean, to Clap University, and we have the best academic support. We have this brand new weight. We're going to play before 100,000 people. right? right. You're going to get all the tutoring support you need, the newest helmets. All right. And we have a car dealer that's going to support you and put and market you on, our, on, their, on their site. Well, really? He hasn't even done anything yet. So I think that's where I worry about. Big programs are going to have their boosters try to find a way to pay. These student athletes to follow these rules, right? And I and let me just say this. I do not have not read the rules, right? Because I don't believe, I think we should let players do whatever they want. But what's gonna happen is the bigger schools that have the bigger boosters will find ways for their boosters to pay folks for their image or whatever, right? Yeah. Excellent. And so I think yeah. I think that's going to be so they're going to just be exploited by another group of people. Right. Again, another way. And when I say that is because they're going to make that promise. The kid's going to pick to clap university, go there. The booster. You don't play the booster. I'm giving you no money and you're stuck here in the place you didn't want to go anyways. Right. Versus picking a school for the other reasons. Right. The best support the guy's going to, you know, the, the program's going to help me grow the most and support me in my growth, wherever that growth may be. Valid, valid points.
0: Um, yeah, th- that 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 could potentially happen early, early on, but hopefully that it actually won't. Um, I mean, yeah, it's about minimizing damage, as they say. Um, Coach, thank you very much. Uh, you you've been amazing. Before I let you go, where can people find you
1: online? I'm at Coach John Beam on Instagram. Um, I don't know. I guess that's where I'm at. You know, I don't even know where I'm at all the time. But let me just say this. First of all, thank you for reaching out. I really appreciate it. Um, and I always end everything with a simple little thing, right? Have you seen the show? So we got to do this before we go. All right. Two claps. Ready, ready? Ready, ready. Get with let's try it again. Now, nah, right. Let's do it again now. Here we go. Two claps. Ready, ready? Yeah. Excellent. So, Absolutely. I think it's I think it's awesome. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, for, thank you for what you're accommodating to allow young people to see and to learn what's going on. So I appreciate it very much.
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much, Coach.
1: I really appreciate you having, uh, joining me on the show. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder Podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?